It's a cold, rainy day as you're walking to the comic book shop, throwing your hood up over your head to avoid getting pelted by the rain, puddles all around you. Just another cold, ugly day. Getting kind of tired of those. But you find solace as you enter into the comic book shop, the rain not being able to reach you there. You see that they've added a new little coffee shop to the establishment. So you head over, pick up your new episode of Cape Chronicles, and go buy yourself a nice coffee to warm up and sit in one of the nice comfy chairs they've brought in. You take a look at the cover, and on it is a picture of Quasi-Raptor and Falcon Girl huddled into a darkened area. The only light shining in towards them are three marks of what seem to be claws that have torn through the wall of whatever this container is that they're resting in. A terrified look on both their faces. On the cover it says the thrilling conclusion to an apple a day fights tooth decay. Last time on Cape Chronicles. So I need to go out of town for a few days. I'm going to be going to see one of my old contacts to get more information about Aegis and what their operations are like so we know. Amelia, I know that you know, we're doing the best we can with Quasi, but we don't have the knowledge to know if he's okay. Today, I need you to take Quasi to go see somebody to make sure he's healthy, everything's going all right. Basically, I need to take him to a checkup. Yeah, um, will it take very long? Is there anything else you want me to do? Quasi has determined that soft walls do not taste good. Quasi has checked multiple places. But I think that she's thinking of um, getting almost like a truck. Um, not because she thinks that Quasi is like particularly dangerous, but that she like wants to fill the back with like things to occupy him. I think from the computer, there starts to be a lot beep, 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 beep. It says uh, incident in progress. Yeah. I, I think while Falcon Girl is like up on her perch, wherever she's at, kind of trying to assess the situation, uh, Quasi has now gotten sidetracked by the scent and is now going to start kind of following it to see if he can find its source. Somehow, without noticing this, you've ended up on the same rooftop Benchmark had been watching the events going on from. Oh. You lost, little Falcon? Quasi feels guilty for running off. And I think he just kind of looks at you and he's like, you want to show that you're the you're the next generation of hero? You're the one to take on the mantle of protecting this city? Why don't you go do something about the Chancellor? Why don't you uh, go shut his mouth for him? Well, why should I listen to you? That's exactly the problem, isn't it? Why should you listen to me? Why not listen to yourself and what yourself tells you about people who are going around saying that people don't deserve the same things as others? What do you think you should do in that situation? You don't have to listen to me. What is what is what does you tell you? I know where my lines are. What are your lines, hero? I think Chancellor has a bit of ca- cognitive dissonance going on. Like, uh, you just wait. You just wait. You're gonna. You're all gonna go down. All you heroes are gonna go down in this city, and I'm gonna be the one to make sure of it. Um, she's going to sort of put her head down and power walk towards uh, Quasi, and um, sort of like you know, hand on his arm, kind of, like, drag him along and being like, Quasi, let's get out of here. But, but, Falcon Girl said Quasi could eat. Yeah, we'll feed you once we get back to the, back to the base, but let's just, let's just go. We're late for your appointment. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, so she uh, tries to get Quasi back to the base and to the truck as sort of quickly as she can. (laughs) Feeling like now she's extremely conspicuous. (laughs) So she tries to uh, make sure she's not followed as they as they do that. And I think as the panel goes, 
um, you, it like kind of focuses like on the buildings as you all are leaving and just kind of from the, uh, from that rooftop that you were on, uh, standing at the edge, just kind of like watching as you leave is, uh, is Benchmark. And it kind of like does a focus of them and the last panel of them just kind of like their head drops as in like they're disappointed and uh, yeah you're back at the base and you're able to get quasi uh, loaded up into the truck and on your way to the appointment yep uh, she drives there with uh, quasi in the back of the truck and you said you would did you did you end up managing to get it loaded up with uh, things for quasi or after that situation was it just like, let's get in the truck and go? I think that she tried to put some things back in there for him. Um, I think that she at least threw some chickens so that he could so he could eat, but probably just some things that would like occupy him. I think that the, the chickens are, are plenty, uh, uh, plenty to occupy him. Uh, yeah. After after smelling that 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 pig roast, uh, Quasi is very hungry. So the chickens definitely are welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you get the you're driving along. Um, there doesn't seem to be too much of anything really going on. After a little while, a little driving around, Falcon Girl, you in your rear views notice that you've seen another truck that seems to be uh, it seems to be very f- familiar. Like it's always like about four or five cars back but it's got like tinted windows and it's just this like big white box truck but it seems like wow that are they following me because like seems like for the last like 10 minutes of this drive across the city like they have been on the same path as you it could be just that they're uh, driving to a similar location and just happens to be along the same route but after earlier today they they might be following you yeah she's going to keep an eye on them and um she's going to do the classic like are they following me like make like you know three right hand turns um do they still seem like they're following uh it seems like after the first couple, they keep going. But once you make the last one, it looks like they keep going. Uh, but you may you manage to like make these turns at a place where it wouldn't have made much sense to just do those turns just to go th- <coughs> just, uh, just to go the direction they're going. Like, mm-hmm. there are much easier ways to have uh, gotten onto the road and gone that direction that didn't involve following you. So, mm-hmm. I think you've got that strong sense of, okay, they were following me. They know something's going on. Right. Um, yeah. So, she is being very mindful of this, and um, she's going to give Quasi a heads up over the communicator. Um, I think we're being followed, Quasi. Keep an eye out. And, um, yeah, she is going to um, definitely not drive to the location anymore. Um, But, um, hmm, what does she want to do? Does Quasi smell anything out of place? Quasi, I think that you do smell something out of place. You... You start getting a whiff of something that's you, you kind of forgotten necessarily like the specific like you you this smell is familiar to you. You don't know where you know this smell, but you uh you know that the smell is familiar to you somehow. Yeah, Quasi's gonna sniff the air and real, real deep. 
his nostrils kind of flaring and then over the communicator um or i don't know if there's like an easy way to communicate from the back to the front but uh regardless uh, uh whether it's directly or via the communicator uh quasi's gonna say quasi smell something off what's off smell familiar hmm quasi does not remember um she is going to um i think that she's going to say um hang on quasi i'm pulling over we can't we can't lead them to where we're going and I think at her first opportunity, she's going to try to pull in somewhere that seems like relatively, um, relatively abandoned, maybe like a parking lot where like the store is closed or something like that. Uh, yeah, I think in this part of town, you're able to find like an old, a bit empty uh, Kmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh... I think I'd like a uh, assess the situation. Okay. Um, so I have a rules question. Sure. Uh, so I noticed with my um, with my uh, mindful of your surroundings, one, it specifically says before you enter a fight. Um, so is that just like when we're like intending to like engage in combat pretty definitively i think that normally uh that is the case like the other night at the docks uh i would have you know been all about that being uh part of it mm -hmm. uh, i think in this situation here uh, i feel like there is that feeling of imminent threat so i would allow it in this case even though uh, there's not a clear fight about to happen. Okay. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Shit. Oh, my girl is not having a good time. That is, um, so that's only a six. So I get to ask one question. Yep. I think that she is going to ask, um, maybe what here is in the greatest danger because she's not even sure like what they appear to want. You've parked in this uh, abandoned parking lot and you're sitting there for a few minutes and you notice going by that uh, this, this uh, big box truck that's got those tinted windows on it uh, as it drives by, you kind of put together, you had to rent a truck to haul Quasi to this appointment. This truck that seems to be following you, there's a good chance they've got that big truck because they also intend on hauling Quasi somewhere. Ooh. Um, okay, so through her communicator... Um, she says, be on alert, Quasi. I think that they want, whoever is following us, I think that they want to take you. Friends? No, not friends. Not friends. We may need to escape as quickly as possible, okay? Quasi can move faster out of truck. I know. Um, and uh, so have they pulled into the parking lot? They did not pull into the parking lot. They just drove by the road uh, in front of it. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like a couple minutes later, they see it drive by again. Like, it looks like they're now circling this uh, this block. Okay. Um, so I think that she's not going to want to pull a Fast and the Furious here. Not in a, not in a truck like this. Um, <laughs> I think... So Quasi probably weighs a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So she can't probably pick him up. Hmm. I think that she is going to, um, after they pass, she's going to uh, 
quickly go and uh, get Quasi out of the back of the truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, she's going to start to try to make her way on foot to, uh, to, get, to get the heck out of there. Where are we going? Right now, we're just uh, we're just trying to get out of here. But if we need to, if we need, if we get separated and we need to meet up somewhere, try to have your communicator on you. But if you need to be quiet or something, we'll meet. Um, she's going to give you a location. Um, I'm trying to think of a place that would be a good like rendezvous point. That is not the base. Um, (laughs) Would Quasi have like a favorite like area or anything like that or like a familiar place? Um, I mean, I imagine that there's like places that we've been. uh, But if you wanted to pick something that like you you know for sure that he would know, you could say the docks that we fought at last week. I know, but she doesn't want to do that because there are bad guys there. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay. Uh, all right. I think I think she will say the docks. That seems that seems like a good throwback. Um, she says, "If we get separated, meet at the docks." Okay. Mm-hmm. Quasi, uh, quasi, like squints his eyes again and kind of cocks his head, and like you, like again, you can basically just see the wheels turning. And then he nods and goes, "Docks, quasi, go docks." Yes, if we get separated, but let's try not to get separated. He thinks about this for a moment again, and then nods, like almost to lock in the thought. Okay. And Quasi, as you're locking in that thought, you start to sniff the air much clearer now that uh, you're not in the back of the truck. You definitely remember this smell. Uh, it kind of like hits that click from earlier when you were drawing the patterns into into the uh, padding back at the base mm-hmm. uh, you get this f- f- memory flashing into your mind of bright lights above you a room that's white and like as you're looking down and you're laying on this this hard table seeing this pattern down on the floor you look over next to you, and on a table similarly strapped down like you are, is just this big mass of fuzz and fur. And this is that smell. Hmm. Um, yeah, Falcon Girl, you kind of see suddenly, uh, right after Quasi kind of confirming your instructions, his eyes kind of like... Uh, his slitted pupils kind of dilate to near circles and he kind of looks around, look glancing up and then around his nostrils flaring. Um, and Quasi says, uh, he kind of like shakes out of it and says, Quasi, remember, smell, lab, Quasi from. It's from your lab? Uh, Quasi will nod and goes, other one, furry one. Okay. Then we really can't have them get you, okay? Uh, Quasi will not. Quasi no want to go back. Okay, let's start moving. And, um, yeah, she's, she starts to, um, move with purpose out of the area, uh, trying to, um, trying to slip ways that, uh, that, um, that trucks, the truck won't be able to get so easily to sort of like, um, you know, try to get them, uh, try to get, uh, quasi and herself away as quickly as possible. And, um, she's going to fly, but not very far off the ground. Um, just in case she needs to go up to get like a better vantage point or something. But, uh, mm-hmm. you could probably, uh, keep up with quasi better that way anyway. Yeah. And she can keep up with quasi better. Yeah. So they, uh, they move swiftly away from the area. Uh, yeah. And, I think for both of you, uh, I want to go ahead and have you uh, roll Act Under Pressure. Quasi, you do still have... uh, Right now, you've rolled some stuff that wasn't the... uh, Have you rolled anything that wasn't a uh, directly engaged since the fight? I don't think so. All right, then you have that uh, minus one forward on this roll. Okay. I thought that was only just the, the first roll I made after that. Uh, it's 
the the first roll that is a directly engage uh, you get a plus one forward on and the first roll you make after like hitting that seven to nine after so it's like that like you know two sides of the coin kind of feel got it got it got it got it so I'm always getting the like I I read it as uh I interpreted it as like I get a plus one if I do directly engage or if I do anything else I get a minus one not a I get both okay yeah that's a that's an and situation got it got it got it sounds good but I think that in this case I think I'm gonna ask for a superior as the uh, label for this. Because you're trying to think of the best ways to evade this situation. Okay. That's not good. Plus, I have a. <laughs> it's another... not good for me either. <laughs> oh, no. That's almost like it's a challenge. <laughs> um, I'm going to wait until F- Fiona says hers. <laughs> uh, I, well, I rolled a three and I have a plus one superior. So that is a four. <laughs> I also rolled a three, but I have a negative one superior and the negative one from my <laughs> from, from my uh, Call of the Wild. So that's Oop. a whopping one. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I think worst case scenario happens here. I think that uh, as you all are kind of rushing apart, uh, you end up getting separated. I think that, you know, you think that like, oh, let's go through this small like neighborhood park here we should be fine quasi ends up like darting through the trees and i think that falcon girl they're just thick enough that you can't really like fly through them so you have to like coast above them Mm-hmm. those trees are thick with three c's they are oh, damn <laughs> yeah she flies up and and she's like quasi quasi where'd you go i don't have visuals on you anymore quasi right here uh quasi stops and looks around wherever he's at (laughs) i think that uh quasi as you pop out on the other side of these woods uh you pop out right in front of uh this intersection and there's a big white truck with uh oh with uh tinted windows on it and you can't really even with your uh, slightly more vibrant scale that you're able to see, you can't really see through the tinting of the windows, but mm-hmm. you get strongly smacked with that smell. Uh, Yeah. So over the communicator, you hear that where like quasi like I'm right here and then there's a pause and like stuttering and then you hear quasi fine truck. Quasi get out of there as quickly as you can. Yeah. Uh. Quasi is going to try and dart away as quickly as he can. Quasi, I think you see this truck stops. Mm-hmm. And from the back of it, you can hear the rolling up sound of a door. And just the stomping onto the ground. And you see, like, this truck raise up at least a good six inches from the weight it was carrying. Oh, no. <laughs> And from around the corner, you hear a brother. And turning around the coming around the corner to face you, there is a large Harry uh, standing up on back paws, claws out like fingers, head of a tiger with two long tusks in front of it this is that being that you had seen on the table probably at full height standing about eight feet tall Mm -hmm. and it just kind of narrows its predator eyes at you and says father's very disappointed it's time for you to come home brother Hey everybody, hope you didn't miss the check-ins too much from last episode, but we're back now. Uh, From what you noticed of last episode and this one, this is just a story featuring uh, Fiona L.F. Kelly and Nick Urasiva playing respectively Falcon Girl and Quasi-Raptor. We hope you've been enjoying the episodes so far, and we'd love to hear you talk about them more. 
uh, you know, just get at us on Twitter, uh, at Cape Chronicles. Uh, join the Derail Discord. Uh, go to projectderail.com. There will be a link to join the Discord there. Uh, we've got a lot of different shows on there that we think you'd really enjoy. Uh, we've got Tales of the Voidfair. It's a Spelljammer-inspired D&D 5th edition podcast that actually was any nominated this past year. They're very fun, very good. They've got Nick running it as the GM. Uh, Fiona is the character Ravnus. Uh, our good friend uh, Marco Astorio is played by Tanner. And uh, the character Flapwing, or Luckbeak Humboldt, is being played by Saker. Speaking of Saker, we'd like to welcome the newest member of the Project Derailed Extended Podcast family with his podcast, It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Uh, they've actually gone through all of the main episodes featuring the songs per week, but now they are on they are on a monthly schedule, so you'll still get to hear them talk about all kinds of stuff. Join Saker along with his podcast partner Evan as they talk about all things related to bare naked ladies. But you can check them out now as part of the Project Derailed podcast. Also, we are a spinoff of Fables Around the Table. They are an anthology podcast series, uh, mainly run by Fiona, but there's also such wonderful people involved with it, including all of our cast featured on various seasons, as well as myself, and, and lots of other lovely guests. You should check that out. In addition to running Fables Around the Table, uh, you can check Fiona as well as uh, fellow derailed staff member Tom on Big Streaming Pile. We have a lot of content for you to check out, and we'd love for once you finish this episode to dive into another Project Derailed podcast. So check them out at Project Derailed on Twitter with all kinds of links to all of our content. And we hope you're having a real good day. Uh, we're glad you're listening. We're glad you're here. And we hope you stick around. There's a lot of great stuff coming. And... It's strange looking the horizon. We can actually see start of the uh, end of the first season. So if you do have any kind of questions, uh, we will be doing a letters to the editor episode once the season does wrap up. We've got a few episodes till then, so you might learn about what your question is. But feel free to email us anyway. Uh, Cape Chronicles podcast at gmail.com. DM us on Twitter. Or you can ask your questions in the Cape Chronicles section of Project Derailed's Discord. But we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know you're listening. So let us know. And uh, I hope you have a great day. Uh, stay funky fresh. It's time for you to come home, brother. Uh, Quasi kind of snarls and says... Uh, just Quasi is never going home. Father won't like that answer, Quasi. Um. Uh, Quasi is gonna run. <laughs> uh, he is actually going to like dart across the street, uh, the intersection where this uh, uh, truck had parked, um, Leaping off of the roof of a car and uh, over uh, a fenced alleyway. Um, and I would like to uh, use the unstoppable move uh, when I smash my way through scenery to get to or away something. Roll plus danger. On a hit, the world breaks before you and you get what I want. On a seven to nine, choose one. Uh, mark and condition, leave something behind or take something with you. And then on a miss, I smash through but leave devastation in my wake. Or uh, or wind up somewhere worse. GM's choice. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Good. Go ahead and roll that. That sounds absolutely perfect for this situation. Yep. So I'm rolling plus danger. Uh, so that is going to be an eight. Six plus two. And what was that list that you had to choose from again? Yep. Unstoppable. So on a seven to nine, choose one. Mark a condition. Leave something behind or take something with me. All right. And what would you like to do there? So, um, <laughs> this will be fun. I think, uh, in going like leaping over there, actually, no, I think it's a chain link fence and I think quasi barrels through it, mm -hmm. uh, like basically like snapping the, the chain link wires. And I think it snags his, uh, his vest that has his communicator on it and that gets ripped off. Ooh, 
interesting. Yeah, so I think for a while following you, uh, on all fours, a couple times you manage to like, look behind you as you're running. You see just like barreling behind you is thing, this beast. You hear it say, Father wants you home, Claw. Tooth bring you to Father, Claw. Stop fighting who you are, Claw. Uh, I think, you know, you did manage to get a success on that roll. Mm-hmm. And I think after a while, you end up winding up to the docks. Mm-hmm. And I think you don't really think about it just to try and get some space. I think you just kind of run and leap into the water. Okay. Yeah, I think this whole chase, like quasi running, he's like basically like dinosaur parkouring his way through the alleyways, like leaping over dumpsters uh, or jumping on a dumpster and leaping up onto like a fire escape and then leaping across to somewhere else. And then just kind of it's it's a lot of dipping and diving and jumping over stuff and like all that stuff for him to basically use his dinosaur physio- uh, physio- physiology to uh, basically propel himself as quickly through the maze of alleys as he can until he does in fact get to the docks and just kind of launch himself into the water. Yeah. And I think here that like, as you're jumping over things, you get these flashes back at the, at the laboratory, like just testing out your skills and everything. If it was just a straight race. Uh, this person that's called themselves Tooth has just, you know, has always managed to catch you. But whenever they would put obstacles in the way, you were able to use your abilities and manage to, like, get to the end of the race first because your movement was a lot more fluid. They would often have to, like, land and collect themselves to keep going. So you are always able to have that edge. And I think instinctually, uh, you just follow that same line. And as you're flying through the air into the water, uh, I think they leap after you. I think this is the closest they've come. But then when they see, because they've been just dead-eye focused on you. And I think when they look down and see that they're about to land in water, I think that like you can see their like their like legs just like kind of flailing. Like this is worst case scenario for me. <laughs> Cat no like water. <laughs> My only weakness. <laughs> they're just like two large splashes. Uh, Falcon girl, I think we come back to you. Uh, I think you were able to like call up on your like communicator thing, like a tracking thing that mm-hmm. rapid Falcon put in like just for you with like quasi. And you saw like where he was stood for a minute, head to there and see this, uh, this truck that's just like kind of parked there. And the back is open. You can see like all kinds of like different chains and restraints and stuff. And you see that like, this truck was kind of hollowed out to where the front seats are still like a part of it. And like, you see like kind of like this big seat and these big, like steering wheel. That's like kind of got like paw marks on it. Okay. And, uh, you follow from there and you see the quasi has been in kind of one spot since then. And when you arrive, you just see Quasi's communicator, just like, kind of ripped and broken, but, like, the GPS light still kind of, like, flashing on. Okay. Um, she's going to, uh, she's going to fly up a bit and sort of survey the area, see if she can see Quasi at all, um, anywhere, or have any sort of hint as to where he could have gone after that point. Um, probably not getting much since he's, you know, in the water. Um, uh, but I think at that point, um, she is, hmm, I think at that point she would, um, 
I think she's going to contact Falcon at this point. She feels like she's like really in over her head. Um, so she's going to switch her communicator over to that channel and be like, um, Rapid Falcon, we have a situation. As she's still like flying around the docks trying to scan for any sort of sign of quasi. Yeah, and I believe that is one of your moves, right? Yep, fireside chat. All right, uh, yeah, go ahead and roll that fireside chat for me. And let me go ahead and call that up. Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm the lowest you can possibly go oh <laughs> on, no. his, on his uh, label. Whoops. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, that's not bad, but now I have a a negative two. (laughs) I know that brings it. So I I rolled an eight. It brings it down to a six. Um, all right. And, uh, could you read the move off for me? Yeah. When you seek advice from your mentor, roll plus label they embody. In this case, it's savior. On a hit, they will tell you what to do. On a 10-plus, mark potential if you follow their advice and take plus one ongoing to follow through. On a 7-9, to nine, you get plus one forward to see through if you... On a 7-9, to nine, you get plus one forward to see it through if you do it their way. On a miss, they don't have time for you because something big has gone down. Mark a condition, GM's choice. <laughs> Owies. <laughs> uh, well, to start off with, what conditions do you currently have open? Angry and guilty. <laughs> oh, no. Or, or no, I know I have it. Those are the ones I have marked. Sorry. The ones I have open are um, all the other ones. <laughs> Honestly, I think right now you're feeling hopeless. You're thinking back to like the last big mission with the whole team where that went wrong. You're thinking now like I've lost quasi like. Should I be in charge of this team? Like, or am I just like, should I even be a hero? Mm-hmm. And even the conversation earlier with Benchmark, like, what would a hero do in this situation? Yeah. Uh... I think what happens is you start to get Rapid Falcon, and it's like, Falcon Girl, what's that? Just static coming across. Um, And she's like, Rapid Falcon, Rapid Falcon. And she tries to like hit it to try to make it work. And I'm, I'm sure it doesn't. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, I, I don't know what to do. Um, and... Oh, shit. That was her only plan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Actually, I think at this point of the ordeal, uh, as you're kind of like flying above, trying to see see, see what you can see, I think faintly off in the distance, you can hear two splashes. Uh, she immediately flies toward that area. And uh, I think you arrive and you see uh, near one of the ladders of the docks leading down into the water, you can see like big, really big like paw prints and just, like, dripping water, slinking away. And as you're, like, kind of searching the area, you can see some splashing at what looks like a claw, two claws coming out of the water, some plumage of uh, some sort of scaled creature, and then popping out, you see, like, the head of Quasi, Like, just kind of, like, trying its best to, like, spit out water and stay afloat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as you see Quasi, like, obviously, like, Quasi is a, uh, like, best on land, clearly. He's not an aquatic 
reptile. <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, when he's in the water, he can swim uh, decently well with almost like uh, crocodile or alligator-like motions. Uh, and you see that basically until he gets to the shoreline and pull himself out and kind of shake uh, shake with his plumage now sticking up in weird angles. Um, quasi, and she flies over and uh, goes to check on him. Um, quasi, quasi, are you okay? What happened? Quasi okay. Uh, and then uh, Quasi's eyes kind of focus slightly, and he starts like panicking, like looking around uh, on, along the shoreline. And uh, Quasi says, "We should go." Yeah, let's go. And uh, they presumably make their way back to the base, uh, Falcon Girl, trying to make sure that they aren't followed. But also, it seems like that's the safest place right now. Yeah, uh, you do notice that this place here is actually kind of close to uh, the where the uh, where the directions were leading you to, if you did want to still try and make Quasi's appointment. Or if you want to, you can try and get in contact with Rapid Falcon later and explain to him what went on. And, uh, you know, either way, those are, you know, some options for you. Um, so, well, I think that with um, Quasi telling her that it was about his, like, previous life and knowing a bit of his history, she wouldn't want to go to uh, to the appointment. Yeah, makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she takes him back to the uh, to the base. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's a couple days later, and you know, Rapid Falcon has gotten in touch with you since, and you know, you were able to explain the situation to him. Uh, tells you you made the right call, and that you know he's gonna. He's going to have somebody, he's going to have one of the people he trusts watching over Terry's place to make sure that, see if this was a setup. And Quasi, he comes up to you, it's like, buddy, to to make sure that you're safe and to make sure that Terry's safe, we're going we're gonna to have somebody watch him. But for right now, I don't want you talking to, I don't want you talking to Terry. If... If you see her when you're out on a mission, don't talk to her. Don't avoid just just avoid her. Try not to interact with her, okay, buddy? I know, I know it's hard, but we want to make sure that she's gonna keep you safe if you're around her, okay? Uh, quasi, quasi seems distant and distracted, and he has been basically since since they got back, and he just kind of nods without saying anything. Um. And in fact, since since getting back, uh, Quasi has basically just been ke- keeping to himself, um, and he's like that that like corner of the the training room uh, where he was like basically etching a design into the floor, uh, a big like kind of rectangular uh, like shape. Uh, he's basically like stayed there and curled up within the confines of this like border he's drawn on the floor. Aww, baby. Falcon Girl tries to bring him a rotisserie chicken because <laughs> he's making her really sad. <laughs> he he does not uh, he does not refuse the chicken. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. good. Um, it's like, do you want a chicken? He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a uh, comfort or support role to me, uh, Falcon Girl. Uh, you want to go ahead and roll that uh, plus mundane? Yeah. Um, so I have a minus two and a plus two, so that's plus zero. And that is a seven. All right. On a hit, they hear you. Uh, Quasi, uh, if you open up to Rapid Falcon, you can mark potential, clear condition, or shift your labels. Um, yeah, I I absolutely think he does. Um, I will clear my guilty condition. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the one thing you do notice is that, like, like uh, on from the outside, uh, from like the outside, like that initial glance, it seemed like Quasi was sad, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as you kind of approach closer and bring him this chicken, he does accept it. But as you approach, you realize that like he has that like calculated thinking expression on his face uh, as he's just kind of like chilling there in this like space that he's kind of like defined um, and you just see like the, the wheels turning. Um, yeah, she gives him the chicken and she says, um, do you want to, you know, talk about it? Quasi, uh, takes the chicken and scarfs it down basically all in one. (laughs) And then he thinks about your question and says, Quasi is not sure. Quasi's memories are fuzzy. Um, he kind of like looks down at the, the, the markings that he's drawn and goes, Quasi remembers room where Quasi was kept. And Quasi remembers smell of another. Tooth. He says just the word by itself. And do you think that Tooth is who we saw earlier? Quasi nods. I'm sorry, Quasi. I That sounds really hard. Father sent Tooth to get Quasi. They, call, is... they call Quasi Claw. Who is Father? Quasi thinks about that very hard and then shakes his head. Quasi does not quite remember. But Quasi knows Quasi does not want to go back. You won't go back. You're going to stay here with us, Quasi. We'll make sure Uh, of that. uh, Quasi's uh, plumage on his head kind of perk up a little bit, and uh, he'll he'll nod. Quasi like it here. Yeah, we have all your chickens and your toys and... (laughs) Uh, Quasi nods and goes, thank you for chicken. Yeah, of course. Anytime, you know. Is there more chicken? <laughs> there's there's usually more chicken, Quasi. Do you want more chicken? Quasi always, want, always wants more chicken. <laughs> I'll get you more chicken. And she goes and uh, gets him more chicken. Yeah, and I think with that, uh, last panel, uh, it comes back with uh, Falcon Girls there with a plate of ch- with a plate of chicken, and sets it down and starts like softly petting Quasi's plumage, and it just ends with just like looking into what would be the rotisserie chicken's perspective. The last panel is just that chomping down of <laughs> the mouth around it, and that's Aww. where we'll end this issue. Yay! Friends. That was fun. All right. Time for end of session fun stuff. Woohoo! Uh, Quasi-Raptor, how are you feeling? Hmm. <laughs> what do I want to do? End of session here. Um... I think, um, I think the obvious one with this is grow closer to the team. All right. I'd say explain who made you feel welcome, but explain how uh, Falcon Girl made you feel welcome. Right. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, Falcon Girl. But it's like, so it it was like Quasi's been like a part of the team and around. But like, I think this is like the first time that Quasi has like felt like he's been seen as more than just the the team's attack dog, you know, um, as like his past is coming out and as he's becoming more uh, able to articulate himself and uh, what happened to him, he kind of like, you know, like it's it he's feeling that like Falcon Girl is seeing him as more than just an animal mm-hmm. um, for like one of the really first times, because even even his his uh, connection that he made with uh, Remix last session was like novel and new and definitely good but like not it didn't it still didn't feel right 
mm-hmm. uh, exactly. And this is like the first time where he's feeling like he's being seen as a person and not just an animal. Definitely. To, to some level. Mm-hmm. So. Well, uh, Falcon Girl, you already had influence over Quasi Raptor, so you get to shift their labels. Yeah. I think Freak Down and Mundane Up. Okay. Uh, see. Freak is down to plus two, and Mundane is up to zero. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and Falcon Girl, uh, how are you feeling? I think she grew closer to the team. I th- I th- I think uh, quasi. Um, I didn't expect them to get closer, but I think <laughs> that they did get closer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how did quasi raptor make you feel welcome? Or how did you grow closer? I think that like, I think that this was sort of like. Similar to what Nick said, this is kind of like the first time that she really saw Quasi as like a, as like a being with like personhood. Um, I think that she didn't totally get Quasi before, but she's seeing like a different side of him that isn't just sort of like attack dog. It's it's you know it's a being with like complex emotions and like uh, wants and desires and fears. Um, so I think that she grew closer to him because of that. Nice, and Quasi, uh, you didn't have it before, so now you have influence over Falcon Girl. Hell yeah. That wraps up this issue of Cape Chronicles. Be sure to join us every first and third Wednesday for more thrilling tales and dramatic stories. Cape Chronicles is powered by Masks. Masks A New Generation is written by Brennan Conway and published by Magpie Games. Visit magpiegames.com for your own copy and to make your own stories within the world of Halcyon City. Thank you all for listening, and on behalf of everyone here at Project Derailed, we'll see you soon. ProjectDerailed.com